Good morning, and we welcome to the program Tim Molinari. And Tim is with the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum, and uh, and, uh, specifically, he is the Development Director and Special Projects Administrator. Good morning to you, Tim. How are you on this glorious day? Hey, we are doing excellent. Uh, Good to be with you. And, of course, uh, we uh, uh, met on uh, recently, that was on uh, March 26th, they had the uh, the uh, dedication of the state historical marker uh, commemorating the Milan Miracle. And uh, I'll tell you what, even though it was a uh, cold and snowy day, great turnout at the event. Yeah, we were uh, very, very happy. Uh, we had, uh, we had uh, people from all over the state of Indiana. We had a couple hundred people at least, and... Uh, uh, we had a couple of guys drive up from Tennessee. We had uh, uh, some people from Cleveland, Ohio. It was uh, it was a it was a great day and and a lot of excitement in Milan. Yeah, and of course uh, this this uh, marker is actually uh, it was dedicated across the street uh, from from the museum. So, uh, but uh, uh, if anybody has a chance, they can go go downtown and uh, check it out. But uh, uh, now, were you? Uh, were you uh, kind of taken aback by uh, the uh, distance that a lot of people traveled to uh, be at the event? Well, um, I-, I was for this specific event, but I've got to tell you from uh, uh, what we see at the museum on an annual basis, uh, we do have people that will travel um, several states away. Maybe they're from Maryland or, or, or Georgia or Wyoming or whatever, uh, and, and uh, we ask them, um, you're from where? And they go here. And they go, did you come specifically for this? And they said, yes. Uh, and uh, we get those people who they, they travel from pretty significant distances as well as local, but they come to Milan in a sort of pilgrimage to kind of be in that space to, to where these guys 68 years ago did something that was considered impossible. Yeah, and of course, uh, also uh, the inspiration for the uh, 1986 motion picture Hoosiers, starring uh, Academy Award-winning actor, uh, you know, uh, Gene Hackman. And uh, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, I'm I'm sure that that's uh, there's not a day that goes by where uh, you folks at the museum are uh, I'm sure just uh, thrilled to hear where some of these folks uh, the fact that they travel far and wide to as uh, you know kind of take in uh, the atmosphere. Yeah, it's it's a great experience uh, for the families as well. Uh, our whole existence is we want to be um, <clears throat> more than just a, a, a museum where you walk in and say, okay, yeah, that's that's the trainer's case, and, uh, yep, that's a letterman's jacket or whatever. Our goal at Milan 54 is to be an impactful place. So when people come to the museum, uh, they leave empowered, that they, they feel like that they can accomplish more in their lives than they ever thought they could because using the example of, of what these guys did, like I mentioned 68 years ago, um, it, people need to know, and they find out that it is still possible for David to beat Goliath. And their their goals might not be sports related. Maybe it's someone that wants to get into medical school or or do something great in science or whatever it is. Um, when they come to the museum, our whole goal is for them to leave empowered that no, they can do more than they ever thought they could before they came to Milan. And uh, to another thing about the uh, Milan 54 is that uh, you're trying to get people to uh, support the the Milan legacy in uh, at the museum. Yes, we have we are launching a campaign. It is um, um, it's a capital campaign for the preservation and the advancement uh, of the Milan legacy. 
and and again, the whole idea is is on our what we have in, in mind is is to, to c- continue to create an environment that's in, impactful and powerful for for people. So when you go there, um, you can go to an exhibit. Uh, and push a button, and one of the 12 players will start talking to you. Each one of the players will start talking to you, and uh, and the three coaches as well. Um, and uh, but the, through the whole program is is <clears throat> our goal is actually to to raise three and a half or three million dollars, and that three million dollars, two million will go towards an endowment that will provide a permanent continual income stream for for the museum and then the other million will go to development of legend square which is across the street it's a vacant lot it's across the street from the museum uh, and that will be an outdoor event space it'll be very artistic Um, it will have it'll be a barnyard theme you'll be able to play basketball out there Um, at the head of the square will be four statues of the Pierceville alley cats these are four guys uh, that uh, grew up two miles away from Milan and went to Milan High School, but they learned how to play basketball in a barnyard and uh, <clears throat> and and how to dribble a, a basketball on gravel and rock and that type of stuff. Um, but uh, their picture, if you go up to Gainesville Fieldhouse uh, in Indianapolis, is on a large billboard in the lobby there and plus their their picture also graced the 100th anniversary of the Indiana High School Athletic Association Boys Basketball Championship program uh, as well. And so that that um, Legend Square is where the marker is right now. It's going to be basically a very visual postcard that will welcome people to Milan. And then also what we'd also like to do in very close proximity to the museum is inquire a building that can give us some uh, indoor event space. So when a basketball team comes up, whether it's from a high school or a college, and we get both of them on an annual basis, or tour buses that come into Milan, that we will have a place that we could actually actually tour the museum, sit them down, uh, do a program for them. We could actually feed them as well and, and help to provide an experience that, again, empowers them to know that they can do more in their lives than they ever thought they could before. And uh, speaking of empowering, uh, someone who was empowered was uh, Rosalind McKittrick. Uh, you know, of course, the um, that's the endowment fund. That, uh, and, of course, uh, she's a longtime uh, Milan resident, found the museum and operated it for more than 30 years, uh, has, uh, you know, of course, uh, has passed on. But, uh, number one, she was not uh, from uh, the area originally, moved there, and... Um, also, uh, you know, it would have been uh, nice if uh, if she could have uh, taken in the uh, historical marker and uh, ultimately uh, see all these uh, all these ambitious plans come to fruition. Yeah, it, it's it's really a, a, a neat story. Um, Rosalind is originally from Iowa, and uh, right around World War II, she had met a young man who was from Milan, uh, and they got married and and uh, moved to Milan and started raising a family and. And then she, uh, Rosalind likes history, and, and she kind of heard about this basketball team that won um, the 1954 Indiana State Basketball Championship from this little town, and, and there was over 741 schools in the tournament at that time, but the town really hadn't done much with it, and she kind of asked around, has anybody really kind of done much with the, the 54 championship? And, and everybody said, well, 
uh, kind of no. Uh, I mean, we won the championship, but um, we really haven't done anything with it. So Rosalind kind of quietly just started. She had an antique store and started kind of gathering artifacts from the 54, 53, or 53, 54 season and started acquiring those. And she had a little bit of a uh, little bit of a small museum and display in her antique shop and. And uh, she kind of just started growing from there and and so forth. But um, uh, it was a, a bit of a struggle in a, in a small town to raise the type of money you need for a, a permanent home for the museum. So about 11 years ago, a group of people that were uh, from Milan and, and her board of directors at that time kind of decided it was time to make some moves. And, and uh, so... In 2013, they opened up the museum in, in the in the nice museum, the nice building that it is right now, and, and that was about a $250,000 project. And the uh, they put it together, and it's it's beautiful today. All right, and of course we'll uh, continue. We'll uh, a lot a uh, lot of ground to cover, and uh, you know it's a very interesting story as you mentioned, Tim. But uh, we're going to go ahead and take a quick timeout, and we'll continue our conversation with Tim Molinari from the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum right after this. Don't adjust your radio. The sound that you hear is your stomach. You're having trouble focusing. You can't recall your last meal. You're trapped in the hunger zone. The solution, Batesville to go. Let to go deliver a hot, fresh meal to your home or office whenever hunger strikes. To go delivers the best food from local restaurants. Visit us online at togodelivers.com or call us at 812-727-8800. Batesville to go. Big city convenience, small town taste. And welcome back as we continue our visit with Tim Molinari. He is with Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum. And uh, Tim, something you alluded to earlier, the Piercefield Alley Cats. And uh, three of those gentlemen were there. Uh, obviously, the fourth, uh, Glenn Butt, former uh, Batesville High School athletic director, uh, passed away uh, a year ago. But uh, still, it was, uh, it was great to see Bobby Plump, Gene White, and uh, Roger Schroeder at the ceremony on March 26th. Yeah. That is that is such a neat story. There's there's a number of spin-off stories from the the Milan Miracle, but but that's one of the best ones. Uh, it it is uh, how innocent is it for four guys to grow up in a in a basically a little place, a white spot in the road, uh, and uh, just played basketball for the love of it. And they'd play outside in all kinds of type of weather, and it was. Uh, uh, the, their their little hoop or their little court was uh, at Roger Schroeder's family's kind of next to their little store that they had there on a barn, and uh, they used to just go out there as little kids and just start playing basketball, and they'd do it at all hours of the night. Uh, one one time they heard more than once they'd hook up a light and play out there into the evening, and um, and they one of the Kind of neat stories is is how come they were so good at dribbling to the right and and not dribbling so much to the left and if you see where their hoop was on the barn there was a big manure pile on the left <laughs> and so they kind of averted that and always went around to the right. <laughs> so it's easy to easy to put in the scouting report uh, why they dribble to the right and not to the left. Uh huh. <laughs> How about it's that? It's a great story. <laughs> it is. And, uh, of course, Tim, you mentioned uh, the uh, uh, not only the uh, establishment of the uh, Rosalind McKittrick Endowment Fund, but also um, uh, looking to do some renovations uh, upstairs at the museum. Yeah. Well, what, if anybody's been to the museum, I mean, it's a wonderful place. We have the largest collection in the world 
of myelin memorabilia, but also uh, the largest collection of memorabilia from the movie Hoosiers uh, anywhere in the world. Um, our museum's full, and uh, what we like to do is part of uh, the renovations uh, or the part of the capital campaign that we want to do is, is renovate the upstairs to give us some more display space and actually some office space um, and a little bit of storage space that would also kind of help uh, support the operations of the museum. It's, a, it's an important thing for us to do, uh, and uh, we hope to be able to accomplish all three of these things, the upstairs, the, um, uh, the event center, and Legend Square. <clears throat> Um, just to expand just a little bit on this is um, our campus, what we call our campus, will actually consist of the museum, um, the adjacent barbershop, um, and the barbershop is, is there right now. You go inside and it just it resembles the barbershop that was actually in the movie. And there's all kinds of memorabilia in there from the movie and the, the Milan Miracle. But our campus will also include what I mentioned before is a Legend Square and the Event Center. And this whole campus will be tied together in a sort of basketball district that will be outlined by old-style street lamps that will have basketballs for the Globes. And I know another thing that's uh, part of the project, Tim, that uh, kind of have your eye on is uh, streetscape enhancements. Yes, yeah. Um, with, with the... Um, uh, kind of outlined with the, the street lights with basketballs for the Globes. There'll be uh, benches throughout the district uh, and flower pots as well, hanging from the lampposts. There'll be banners, uh, and then um, as well as flower baskets uh, from them. So the idea is when when someone enters Milan and they they turn off of Highway 101 and they turn up Car Street immediately, that they'll know they're in a special place. And as they drive up, especially even in the evening, with the street lights on, they'll kind of head up towards the museum, and at the head of the square, uh, they'll see a lit-up statue, uh, four statues of the, the Pierceville Alley Cats that will be surrounded by lighted boards as well. Um, and then uh, they'll see uh, Legend Square on the right and, and the, the museum on the left with, with the event center and the barber shop on that corner. So the, the whole idea really, again, is to, to know that you're in a really special place where something very improbable actually happened. This isn't fiction, but actually happened. Uh, and, and to help it make it even more impactful and powerful for everybody who attends the museum. And is there a timetable for uh, getting all this done, Tim? Well, we, um, sooner the better. Um, the last couple of years, of course, we've had the pandemic uh, and um, we also had a, a slight diversion actually just down the street from the museum about a block away yeah. um, was a building called the Railroad Inn at one time. And then more recently, it was called the Hog Rock Cafe. And Chris, or Thanksgiving Eve of 2002, it burnt down. And it was the only other big building in downtown Milan besides the museum. And we realized, you know, that could happen to us. And if we lost any of the stuff... Um, that's in the museum, regardless of how big of an insurance policy you have, uh, we could never replace it. So we kind of diverted and uh, put in a brand new um, fire suppression system in the museum. It was a it was a pretty good sized project. It was a ninety two thousand dollar project, and um, now the museum is protected uh, twenty four hours a day uh, with a fire suppression system. 
Um, but uh, we are now moving forward on the capital campaign in earnest. We hope to have some new stuff uh, that we can announce to the press uh, shortly. Um, but um, I guess our goal would be to try to complete all the fundraising in the next couple of years and then try to have all the projects in place within the next three. All right. And then, uh, Tim, the uh, hours, dates, uh, and so forth of the uh, museum and uh, where you're located specifically for those who may not uh, be aware. Okay. Where our museum is, is we're in, in downtown Milan, in the old historic district of, of Milan, Indiana. We're just uh, a little ways off of uh, uh, exit 156, I believe, off of I-74, uh, not too far from uh, Batesville. Um, we do have brand-new signs along the interstate that direct people to the, that exit for the Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum. Uh, but we're in Milan, the old historic district. Uh, we are open Wednesday through Saturday from 10 to 4. Uh, and then um, you can, if you call the museum ahead of time, um, we can make special arrangements if you have a larger group or you just can't make it through those hours and you may be traveling from a distance to go to the museum. So we're open uh, pretty much most of the year. We do close right uh, on Christmas Eve, and then we are closed until about the middle of February on an annual basis just to give us a chance to catch our breath and, in this particular case, install a really nice fire suppression system uh, for the museum. All right. So, again, the hours Wednesday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. Uh, call 812-654-2772. Again, that is 654-2772, 201 West Car Street in downtown Milan, the website milan54.org. Uh, Tim Molinari, uh, anything else before we uh, let you go? No, I'm, we're just excited to be able to offer what we do to the general public. I think it's an, a great opportunity for, for people to really get a, a real sense of what basketball was like in the 1950s in, in Indiana uh, and, and a real opportunity for them to, to really get energized uh, when they leave and, and feel really good uh, about something that uh, was so innocent but, but so improbable but really happened uh, here in Indiana. Well, Tim Molinari, Development Director and Special Projects Administrator at Milan 54 Hoosiers Museum, thank you so much for your time this morning, and hopefully uh, we can do this again in the future. Uh, you're very welcome. It was a pleasure.